Hello and welcome to another episode of the Just Some Magic podcast. I am your host Morgan and here on Just Some Magic, we like to share people's most magical moments in and out of the theme parks. So whether you're waiting for your next Disney vacation or you're on your way to work wishing to be going to a more magical place, this is the podcast for you. Today's guest is a TikTok celebrity. His story is all about a magical moment he had at Disney World for Dapper Day. Our guest today is Jeremy and he has a ton of unpopular opinions and during the entire interview he was cracking me up. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview. It was so much fun. If you guys are new to the show, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. And lastly, if you have a magical moment that you would like to share, please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic button. I can't wait to read all of your stories, but for now, on with the show. is a super exciting day. I have a TikTok celebrity, or at least in my eyes, I think he's a TikTok celebrity, but we have Jeremy on today. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you too. This has actually been in the works because you have grown so much in TikTok and Instagram over the last year and your story today do you want to give a little teaser of what it's about yeah so we're going to be talking about today how I somehow accidentally went viral on TikTok for a little dapper day um post that I created I'm very excited to share that with you all yes it's so good and if you're a big fan of characters like Jeremy and I am you will love this story it's so great but you started Disney bounding in high school you said I did. I actually just made a TikTok a couple of days ago about what my Disney bounds looked like in high school compared to what yes. they are now. I saw that. I loved it. I can totally relate. Like as you start Disney bounding more and more, you get more and more creative and elaborate right. and stuff like that. Do you want to explain to people that may not know what Disney bounding actually is? Absolutely. So Disney bounding is like taking inspiration from Disney characters or like just Disney things. Um, and creating outfits based around them. It originated out of this idea that adults can't wear costumes to any of the Disney parks because they don't want to like confuse other guests and character integrity is very important at the Walt Disney Company. Thousand percent. Yeah, so we kind of got around this with this idea of like taking inspiration from like per se their colors or like accessories that we think those characters would wear without coming to the park in full costume or cosplay. And it's kind of like something you tailor to your own style and kind of just have a lot of fun with. Absolutely. I think, for example, if someone needs to visualize it, say if you wanted to do Ariel. Ariel and I feel like Ariel and Snow White are very easy to do because they have very distinct colors. Mm -hmm. So our Ariel, you'd have like maybe like a red hat on or a red headband. Or if you have Mm -hmm. red hair, that's perfect. Um, And then like a purple top and green bottoms. And that kind of gives the idea of Ariel. And people know you're Disney pounding as Ariel. Absolutely. 
add all your style. Like I love seeing people do different styles of the same character. Like, especially now people are doing like throwbacks to like Bridgerton stuff or, you know, nineties trends and it's great. So how would you describe your Disney bounding style? I would consider it very dapper. Even like, I know Mm -hmm. today we're talking about dapper day specifically, but even before that I go very dapper with a lot of my things. So I use a lot of dress shirts a lot of bow ties, a lot of hats. I'm always a fan of a bow tie. <laughs> I love a bow tie. I have a box of 50 bow ties, no joke. Um, Do you have more ears or bow ties? Oh, bow ties, 100%. 100%. Okay. <laughs> 100% bow ties. Because I've been collecting bow ties since I was a sophomore in high school. And so I've just kind of been growing that collection. And, you know, it has kind of become unhinged. But that's okay. It's super fun <laughs> to, like, have all those options to accessorize. But yeah, I like to like dress fancier and just kind of, you know, like feel like I'm dressed to the nines at all occasions, even when it's unnecessary. So that's where my style lies at. I love it. And you look amazing every time you. you go out. Like I I found you on Instagram and I was like, this guy is just killing it. He's doing so great. You're so creative with what you do. And I, I love an off the shoulder moment oh, for sure. Off the shoulder um, yes. dress shirt hack. Love that. Yes. You do it so creatively. And because there's not a lot of dudes Disney bounding or at least no. Disney bounding as often as you do. Right. So you're definitely setting a high standard for like what to do. <laughs> and guys can do it too and it's amazing and it's so fun and it's not just like it's literally for everybody who loves Disney it is going back to the off the shoulder moment I love an off the shoulder moment because Sleeping Beauty is my girl Ah, and she's got that Mm -hmm. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she's got the off the shoulder dress have you ever Disney bounded as Aurora I have not only because (sighs) I I have one pink shirt to my name at this moment but it doesn't actually look very pink um so Which is fine because I have this other project coming up where I have to like go all decked out in pink. So I have to order some things. So after Uh I get these things, I think we can make something happen. Wonderful. Oh my gosh. We could do like a gender bend Aurora Prince Philip. I've been trying to do that for the longest time. I've never gender bended Prince Philip, but I really want to. I think you should. I think that'd be iconic. We should totally do it together. It'd be so much fun. Oh my God, we should. That'd be so iconic. Yes. And you are in Orlando. Yep. And so what brought you to Orlando? Um, so I actually came here um, to school. I go to the University of Central Florida. I moved here after I graduated high school from North Carolina because I grew up a military brat. So I kind of did a little bit of everything. But after coming from North Kakalaki, I moved down here and... Um, <laughs> I've loved it ever since. Oh, do you plan on staying down here after you graduate or do I, you have other plans? I think so. Honestly, we're at that point because I graduate next year. Um, <gasps> and I'm kind of like, oh, no, what do I do? <laughs> like, what am I What's supposed to be life? doing now? <laughs> right. Like, what is what is adulthood? I didn't ask for that. Listen, I graduated a couple years ago. I still don't know. <laughs> right. Honestly, it's really just one of the because the thing is everyone prepares you to like, all right, you got to go to college. And then they're like, OK, get a job. Yeah. Thank you for that direction. Like, <laughs> Thank you for that. That really helped out. Things nowadays, especially when quarantine and stuff, it's like, what do jobs look like anymore? And then, like, you know, you're so talented and creative on Instagram and TikTok that, like, you could do that full time as a job if you really wanted to, you know, just, you're just, you're just so creative. You definitely have to pursue something if you are not already. (laughs) I think so. I think that's going to be the route. Because I wasn't really sure when I started TikTok, like, what I was going to get out of it, but... 
it oh. seems that like I've garnered quite the audience and people kind of like the things that I do. So I feel like that's like definitely a viable option. Yes. In your intro, you wrote the content that nobody asked for. Uh, and yes, I but... <laughs> love that so much. That's it's kind like... of my like shtick. That's what I tell everybody. I say uh-huh. on Instagram and TikTok, I like, I create the content that nobody asks for. Like it's my specialty. I kind of like put things together that don't seem like they would make sense. And then I give it to you all and let you guys decide if it's like valid. So <laughs> it's definitely fun. We're all here for it. And it's the content we didn't know we needed. Ah. There you go. There, <laughs> there you, you go. go. <laughs> Before I get into your questions, I want to know, like, what is a Disney bound or Disney style tip or advice you'd have for guys that would want a Disney bound and stuff Ooh, like okay. that? Yeah, so for any gentlemen who are trying to get into Disney bounding and don't really know where to begin, my best advice, one, is you don't, there isn't a certain way of how to Disney bound. There isn't. Um, some true, people do it dressy. True. Some people like to go street style. It's really about tailoring it to the things that you already like to wear. You don't have to change the way you dress to Disney bound. That's the important thing. And the second thing I would say is it's really all about the colors, um, I think is really important. So like, if you see a character that you want to do, take a look at their color scheme, see the kinds of like colors they would wear and like where on their body they would be at. So like on the top, on the pants, what their hair would be. Um, and just kind of tailor it to that and kind of like put things together that you have. Or, you know, I always recommend thrift shopping. Thrift stores are great mm-hmm. for finding Disney bound things. And kind of just like putting something together that's still in the style that you like to wear, but kind of just like fits that color scheme of the character that you want to attend. That is a perfect way to do it. And I think that advice could also go for girls as well who are trying to get into Disney bounding too. Yeah. My next question is, what is your process for Disney bounding? Like, how do you plan these incredible outfits? It's really, sometimes it's really a spur of the moment thing. Sometimes I'll just be like, you know what? Maybe I should put this together today. Maybe that's what I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> but for some of my bigger projects, like the Dapper Day one, it's um, a process where I come up with the concept and I have an image of like what I want it to look like in my head. However, I'm really bad at articulating in terms of like from like my imagination to just kind of like trying to pull things. So I have to sketch them out. I have to draw them mm-hmm. so I can like I have a physical copy of like what I want it to look like in the end. Um, and it helps me when I go buy things because I have a tendency of spending money that I don't have. Especially as Disney fans, too. <laughs> as a Disney fan and a broke college student, both simultaneously, it is really a problem. Um, <laughs> Your bank account does not like these habits. No, does not. Absolutely not. Um, but it's important that I have like a sketch to see what I want to do. And then I'll just put things together. Um, sometimes that involves an Amazon trip. I spend a lot of time at Joanne's Fabrics because... I, wow, I spent so much money there, so much time there just trying to pull things together. Do they know you by name now? Um, some of them, there's like two people in there who know me just <laughs> from how often I come in for things. But just kind of like, you know, perusing those things. And then it comes to like assembly and I'm just sitting here with myself. And sometimes I'll change up my original concept and be like, actually, no, I like this better. We're eventually left with whatever it is that I end up wearing, which is always a fun thing to see it like really come from imagination to image to real life. It's really a fun little process. That is so great. And your outfits definitely show all the time and tension in the details that you put into your outfits are incredible. Thank so you. you do an amazing job. Thank you. So now I'll get into some random obscure Disney questions. Yay. So I'll get into the questions. <laughs> the one I always start with with every guest is 
Why do you love Disney? Ah, yes. I, the funny thing too is like, I've been on like a couple podcasts and they always ask, they love that question. But my thing with that is, is it really stems from my childhood and people are always kind of like impressed. I want to say for my answer, because they don't think I'm old enough to know about this, but (laughs) um, we'll get into it. So I was introduced to Disney um, from my mom because we had an entire VHS collection of like the Disney like movies, the Disney Masterpiece Collection on VHS. And that's where I would spend all of my time watching movies on repeat. So like some of my favorites growing up were The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, a Goofy movie, Oliver and Company, Hercule, like I would just all the time. That's all I did. (laughs) And so that really kind of like stemmed. That's where it really began for me. And growing up, like, I liked Disney a lot, and I liked Disney movies, but I didn't get the chance to go to the Disney parks, because at that point, I was living in South Dakota. So fun fact, I lived in South Dakota for 10 years. Oh, my gosh. So, like, middle of who knows where. Um, And so Disney just wasn't something we could access. Like, it's far away. But for my 12th birthday, my parents planned a trip for us to go, and they had my grandparents Skype us to surprise us with the news and it was very like early 2000s disney like we're going to disney children are crying commercials um it was very that i was i was bawling my eyes out (laughs) oh my gosh Um, and do you have any siblings i do i have as well i have two younger siblings who got to go too and so it was really really a fun moment for all of us um i remember watching that planning dvd when it got sent to us in the mail just on repeat waiting to go um and then when we finally got to go this was back in 2012 got to go and got to like be there and it was first of all so much bigger than i ever expected it to be because like you see the little commercials on like your vhs tapes or what and we were at magic kingdom i was like oh there's the castle where's the golf ball like isn't that supposed to be around here me being totally unaware and naive (laughs) to the fact that there are four disney parks but it was just so cool getting to like be there and i have so many fond memories and i'm glad i got to go when i did because now being like the like disney aficionado like just knowing everything and anything there is to know about it um there are certain things that aren't there anymore that i got to see when i was younger so like hollywood studios was just a different park entirely um Mm -hmm. back in 2012 because it still had the hat uh the sorcerer hat was still on um when you walked in um, yes. The studio tour was there. Lights, Lights, Motors, Action was still running, and the Great Movie Ride was still there. Sad. I'm still upset about the Great Movie Ride. <laughs> so many people are. Here's the th- so the real tea is, I didn't get to ride Great Movie Ride because um, oh. I didn't. I mean, my family had no idea there was a ride inside the theater. <laughs> that is not a shocking thing. There wasn't a like a sign. Well, no, there wasn't, sign. and then the hat was there. So like, and the hat was in the way. Yes, yes. <laughs> how were how was it, how were we supposed to just know? I want to know. Do you miss the hat or do you love that it's gone? I kind of do because I, here's the thing. I didn't know going into it that that was only there for like a celebration thing. I thought that Mm -hmm. was the icon of Hollywood Studios. I was like, oh, and there's the hat. Like I was like, this, this is Hollywood Studios only to come to find out they had like created that for like, I forgot what celebration it was for. It was only temporary. Like, like you said, park icon. Like, yeah, literally I was like, and that was all, it was all all the marketing for like everything. Mm -hmm. Like each park had their icon. The Sorcerer Hat was... Hollywood Studios. So I do. I do miss the hat. Okay, I have another question follow-up to that one. (laughs) These aren't even my planned questions I have. (laughs) Um, Did you ever take one of those corny pictures where you were really, really far in front of the hat and you, like, strategic, like, put the camera where it looks like you're wearing it? Because I've totally done that before. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yes. That was like, the, I don't know. I feel like that's one of those like unspoken Disney things, you know, that you just, mm. you see it and you're like, you know what we need to do here. Yep. Yep. The Disney Instagram before Disney Instagram. Literally. Literally. <laughs> All right. So this question is not your favorite character, but what character do you most identify with and why that you're okay. the most similar to? So. Give me a minute to think. So no, no, no. Oh, I've got this. No. I know. Oh, you I got this. You got no, this. I, know I love it. And my friends tell me this all the time. I'm 100% Giselle from Enchanted. <gasps> I'm 100% yes! her. That is me to a T. Everything about her is so me. Because she's like, she literally, she comes from a fairy tale. And she has to like enter the real world. And she doesn't know what she's doing. And so mm-hmm. she trying, she like sees everything through this very fairy tale lens. And she makes clothes out of the most unorthodox things. Yes, curtains. <laughs> curtains. And she sings at the drop of a hat. And like. That's kind of like her, sh- and that's so me. Everything about that is so me. I'm her. Yeah, I agree. I would. I know we've met in person once, but your just even your mannerisms are very magical and stuff, and <laughs> elegant like she does, yeah. and just optimistic. Like that's definitely you for sure. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. So 100 percent to a T. That is me as a Disney character. And are you excited for the upcoming Disenchanted? Oh my gosh, Disenchanted. I've been following it since they like first announced that they were even doing a sequel, um, which has been years in the making, by the way. Like they had first announced that they were doing a sequel years ago, um, but now they're finally working on it. And I'm so excited because I love, first of all, I love Amy Adams in the role of Giselle. She Mm -hmm. is so, she, a real life Disney princess. So I think she's great. And I'm really excited to see like, how they follow up that story and like what they do with it. And from what I've seen, we have got quite the cast for this one. So yes. Oh, I think it's me so good. uh, It's definitely something to look forward to for sure. I know you're probably going to go all out or as like trailers drop and stuff, find out what the outfits are and recreate them. them. (laughs) Yes. Already know. Okay. So I got to ask now, which Disney parks have you visited? I literally have only ever been to Disney World. I have not been to any of the other Disney parks. Gotta make it over to Disneyland. You're you're gonna find it so magical and charming, especially the fact that you like characters. Yeah, they just roam around. I mean, not currently, but right. Normal times. They just well, from what around. I've seen too, even like with the reopening and stuff, they have so many characters. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. Disney World, where is this energy? Where is yes. this? Why are you, you slacking? And you don't have to wait in an hour-long line to meet one character. Like, right. they're just all there. And they're roaming around on a normal times and interacting with each other. It's just fabulous. Like, ooh. And then if you, like, met Cruella, because she comes out all the time. Oh, my gosh. She'd be Street, so iconic. I can just imagine an interaction between the two of you both looking fabulous and talking about fashion. Like, Oh, that would be, be great. so iconic. Yeah, no, I definitely. And the thing is, I've had so many people from California contacting me like recently. They're like, hey, when are you coming to Disneyland? And I'm just like, I don't know. The thing is, my so we're waiting for out-of-state people to be allowed to Disneyland first. Yes. Um, me my, too, me too. I'm right, right there with you. <laughs> right. But my friend, um, Kat, she actually has um, some tickets for us already to go whenever they <gasps> open it up to out-of-staters. So she's going to take me. Oh whenever it reopens to us and she's very excited about it that'll be so much fun you have to document everything and i'm assuming by the time you go when they open it to non-california residents okay um my next question is if you could work any role at a disney park what role would it be and why that is so difficult Ooh, Mm -hmm. i think it'd be so fun to be friends with one of the characters in entertainment specifically 
and I know he doesn't come out very often. Um, Dr. Facilier <gasps> from Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm. Well, over at Disneyland, he comes out all the time. Disney World is slacking, okay? They are. They <laughs> Disney are. World is slacking, but he would be so much fun to be friends with and to get to hang out with. I feel like you'd be very good for that role. I think yes. so, too. I think I have some of the mannerisms that could really, mm-hmm. like, capture that. And he just is, he's a lot of fun. And the villains are fun. So, like, I think it'd be great. It, it would be fun to, like, not necessarily be mean to guests, but, like, be playful with them and, you know. Right. And joke around and, like, make fun of them and stuff. I can't remember yeah. my interactions with Dr. Facilier, but he, I, it's, I'm always leaving, like, laughing because he's right. just so funny. And stuff. Right. I think he called Tiana's cooking garbage. Oh. One time, yeah, he did. He did. And I was like, oh my, he's like, tell Tiana her cooking's trash. And I'm like, what? Bold of him to say that. Um, It was. It's so fun, though. It was so great. I feel like you'd be very good at that role. Yeah. All right. What is a Disney merchandise that you can't resist buying? Can I have multiple answers for this? (laughs) I will give you three. So, one, um, I have this really big obsession with like the mini like postcard art prints. Yeah. I have a wall of them currently and it's ever growing because um, I cannot help but purchase like Disney art. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. There's so many talented artists. And every time I see one, I literally just pick it up, head to the register, don't say anything to anybody. I'm just like, I will be, yeah, I'm going home yep. with this. This is coming over me. Okay, I need to see a picture of that because I've actually done the same thing and it's so perfect because it's a little $5 print and then right. if you get your uh, your annual pass discount, right. it's even a little cheaper right. and you get to take it home and you can do a collage. I want to see your wall because I haven't hung mine up, which yes. I'm so upset about because I have so many, but like you got to get the colors to match together right. and they're all kind of different. It's yeah. so I want to see your pictures of your pictures, your art. I'll, I'll send you a the picture of my collage and it's funny because they're all actually, so I have a Thomas Kincaid in the middle of all of them. Um, Perfect. So they all kind of like center around that. And I really like how it turned out. So I'll definitely oh, send you a picture of that. Please do. I can't wait to see. And we'll put it up um, in the show notes in the on the website so you guys can see too. Yay. Okay. Your other two favorite okay. pieces of or favorite things to buy. So I have gotten really big into wishables lately. Um, <gasps> they're so cute. They're I have so to resist. cute. And it's so hard for me. Um, because usually in each collection, I don't always, I don't go for like all of them. I'm not like mm-hmm. that Avenet collector and I'm also broke. Um, <laughs> so I usually find like one that I really want from every collection. And I go and I try my best trying to find those. And it started with, I don't, do you remember the Park Icons Wishable collection? Yes, um, yes. That is where it started um, because mm-hmm. Spaceship Earth was adorable. I was like, I need the Spaceship Earth one. That one was the cutest with the little, was it a smiley face or a yes, winky face? Yes, his little face? smiley face. He was yes. so cute. I was like, this is, I need this however comma it being the beginning of my like wishful journey I was not as good as finding the ones that I wanted Mm -hmm. um and I definitely ended up with what I've nicknamed the ferris wheel of failure because it is the one (laughs) wishable that has nothing to do with my home park oh that's perfect um so the first few wishables did not go according to plan um but I've gotten better I know how to find the ones that I want now um and I have how many do I have over there like 20 right now 
Oh my gosh. It's really okay. a problem. And I want another picture. Yes, I'll send you a picture of that because that's really an issue. Yeah. And um, those that don't know, so Wishables come out and there's like different series. Yes. And there'll be one non mystery one that you can just purchase. And it's like for that collection Jeremy was talking about, it was the castle. But then there's a mystery pack of four. Mm-hmm. So you could have gotten, uh, what was it? The Epcot Ball, the Tower of Terror. Tree of Life, um, yep. and then Mickey's Fun Wheel. Yes. And so to kind of find it, you kind of have to feel around and feel for different elements to be like, okay, this is the one. I don't know. Yep. Sometimes they get pretty hard because they all feel the same. Right. And that's really – the Space Mountain collection was really difficult because I had Mickey and Minnie oh. in their astronaut suits, and then they had, like, the dog, and I wanted the dog, and I ended up with Mickey, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey's great. Mickey I'll tell you great. a funny, quick little story. So I was picking one up for a friend, and it was the Alice in Wonderland collection. Ah, uh, yeah. And – she loves Cheshire Cat, and so I asked her, I texted her, I'm like, girl, do you want me to buy you one to see if I can get the Cheshire Cat? Because there's the mystery side right. of it. And she goes, yes. And I go, okay, well, how many do you want me to get? And she goes, just one. Oh, and I'm like, boy, the pressure's that, on. That's a lot of pressure. And luckily, my friend wanted to get one, too. So she bought one, and we were both trying to get the Cheshire Cat for her. Mm-hmm. I opened up mine. And it was the Mad Hatter. And oh. I go, she's going to kill me. Like, oh, no. Because, <laughs> like, I don't need more wishables either. And so I'm right. like, I wasn't wanting it for me. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, she's going to hate me. She's like, I don't want anything else. Oh, and no. luckily, my friend that bought one, she got the Cheshire Cat. And she was willing to trade. Because the Mad Hatter oh. was cute. But I was like, yeah. oh, thank goodness. Sarah was going to kill me. I'm glad you got <laughs> it, though. Yeah, wishables are stressful like that. I understand. And also, like, Alice, the Mad Hatter, and the Cheshire Cat all had, like, four limbs. Right. And, like, you had to feel for, like, the Cheshire Cat's ears and not the hat. Right. And Alice had, like, her own bow. It was, like, oh, it was, it was it very was, difficult. Yeah, that collection was challenging. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Okay, here's a fun one. Okay. If you, were, if you were to take your favorite elements from each Disney princess, which dress hair, sidekick, and castle would you want to have? Oh my goodness. This is fun. I like this question. Yeah, I, I figured you would. This is one of my favorite questions. No, this too. is definitely fun. Okay, so, so sidekick, I'm, is gonna, I'm gonna do sidekick first. I'm gonna go Mushu um, from oh, Mulan. I, I'm yes. so obsessed with Mushu. I think he's so funny. Um, and he does his best to like help Mulan out. I mean, he doesn't always know what he's doing, um, but I relate to that. So like, I think he'd be super fun, um, super great. And he's like great at thinking outside the box too, which is something I appreciate in like a sidekick. So Mushu is going to be my sidekick. Yeah. And he can definitely motivate you, you know, get yeah. you out of bed. Absolutely. And- Yep, he he's a great person to have around, and you know, not all princess sidekicks talk, so that's nice right. that he can banter back and make you laugh and motivate right. you and stuff. So he's having a sidekick for the dress. I'm going to go with Elsa's spirit dress from Frozen Two. Um, <gasps> yes, the white one. The white one, because oh. you know, I love a cape. I mm-hmm. love a cape, and she's got two of them on that dress. So yes. Um, and so that outfit, that entire moment, show yourself is really such a moment for her in that movie. Um, and her like making that dress and like everything. It's so good. I think it's such a good dress. So I'm definitely gonna have to go with that one. Easy. Hair, Hair. I'm gonna go with Megara's very iconic <gasps> high pony. Um, yes. It's very honor Ariana Grande. It's vibes. very <laughs> Ariana Grande of her. So definitely. And it'd be so fun to like swing that around, you know? Yes, and be all sassy. And right. Stuff, you definitely got the sass can go on. Absolutely. Um, and now the castle. The castle is the hard one. I, I think I might 
have to go with Cinderella's castle. I know that's a little oh, basic. It's a beautiful castle. It is. It's beautiful, especially in the original art style from the original movie. It is this mm-hmm. stunning blue, gorgeous, like, ma- I, I really like it. Um, and plus, it kind of formed my idea of what a fairy tale castle is. I think that's what I'd have to go with. Very basic, I know, but... No, it's great. No one's actually said that one yet. Oh, well, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Okay, so you want the animated um, color scheme or what's currently on the castle for oh, Walt Disney World's 50th? Mm, definitely the animated. Um, <laughs> is, that a, okay. is that a question? Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I know this is unrelated. How The new Castle Pay job um, was a choice that they made... I'm not yes. saying it was the right one. It was a choice they made. Yeah, it, it was a choice. The thing, too, is when we got that concept art, I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be yes. this like, rose gold shimmering masterpiece. And now it has become more of a sunburnt sensation, if you will. Sunburnt um, sensation? Yeah, it's, it's really something. Um <laughs> It's not it's not my favorite thing they've done to the castle. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is incredible. And I agree with you. Like it looks too similar because the year prior, Disneyland, she our little sleeping beauty castle, our yeah. little travel size castle, got a beautiful paint job and she looks right. brand spanking new. I know everybody that made fun of the Disneyland castle. I'm like, you know what? She just got a paint job, okay? She cute and little, okay. The thing too was that paint job worked better for that castle than yes. it did for our castle. <laughs> Yes, it's too similar. It's, it's way too similar. It's too similar, and it's it's not it's not good. Because that's Sleeping Beauty's castle. That's pink and right. blue. Cinderella's it's, is blue. Blue, <laughs> yeah. Cinderella's. Is, I don't know who thought that was okay. It was not. <laughs> the thing is, too, like looking at the castle, we've noticed that it looks sort of okay if you're like right in front of it in the park but if you're taking the Uh monorail it's bad (laughs) it's really it's like oh geez um yeah it's too contrasting for what it is i know it's it's rough and the thing was when they started painting it we were so excited because like they started mm -hmm. with the gold and the blue first and it looked so i was like this is really gonna be good and then stop here (laughs) and then we saw the first thing in the paint go i was like is that wait (laughs) And then, because we had to go into quarantine, we couldn't see them finish painting it. So when they just released the photos of it, we were like, oh, wait. <laughs> it's, it's like we were all away and someone, right. you know, was like, okay, this is what we really want to do. And right. we're going to do this while no one's looking. And then it's right. too late to change it. <laughs> and it really, it, yeah. Yep. It looks <laughs> the way that it does. It, it looks the way that it does. And I think, too, and tell me if you agree, you know, as a Disney fan, I want to go to all of the theme parks. I want oh, to absolutely. see all yes. six castles. Yes. And I don't want each of these castles looking the same. Correct. I want them to each be unique and different and beautiful in their own way and earn that six castle club right. stamp of approval. Like, right. You know? I totally agree. Um, and I think I what park just redid theirs? Was it Hong Kong that just redid their castle? Yeah, um, I think so. Hong Kong or Shanghai, one of those two. I think it's Hong Kong because Shanghai is celebrating their fifth anniversary right now and they right. their castle is huge they have the biggest castle of all of them and I'm uh, it's so impressive from the pictures I've seen I'm just like how <laughs> wait is that the storybook castle um Hong Kong has a storybook or maybe Sorry. no 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 maybe it is Shanghai I don't know the name of Shanghai's yes. castle um 
Shanghai's okay. is just huge. Um, I think Hong Kong has like the Disney princess inspired castle. So each one oh, has like a different, yes. each spire has a different princess or whatever. They just redid mm-hmm. theirs because theirs looked like ours for a while. And so they wanted to like make it more unique. And I like that between Disneyland, who has Sleeping Beauty's Castle, and Disneyland Paris, who also has Sleeping Beauty's Castle, they're still they're drastically strikingly different. different. Disneyland's is the travel size version, yes. and Disneyland Paris is the movie version. Disneyland <laughs> Paris has is my favorite of the six castles, as a matter of fact. Because I love the aesthetic of it. The square trees really bring it all together. Oh, my gosh. And it just plays into the art style of that movie that is right. so beautiful. I thought that Ivan was... Earl and everything. Like, right. I thought that was so genius. Like, that was really, like, the way to go with it. Um, and the dragon that just happens to be under the castle. Like, oh. they really went all in on that one. Yes. I was like, this is really, this is a Disney castle. I'm going to live my Sleeping Beauty dreams whenever I can a- able to go to Disneyland Paris. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. Only Disney bounding Sleeping Beauty <laughs> As every you single said, day. That's your brand. Come on, come on. <laughs> well, thank you. All right. Well, enough about castles. Okay, I kind of want to know what is an unpopular Disney opinion you have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. This is fun for me because I make TikToks about my unpopular Disney opinions. Yes! Um, and I, I really go at it with people in the comments of, over some of them. Um, my let's let's do this one because this one is very divisive in terms of, and you can tell who's on each side based on how often they went to the parks growing up. Oh, okay. I personally think that Happily Ever After is a better fireworks show than Wishes was, and mm. a lot of people come for me for that. Mm, I I might. Here's the tea. Let me tell you why. Let me tell, let break me, it down. Everybody yeah, buckle me, up. Let me explain myself because people come for me when I say that and they're like, well, you just don't have taste. And I'm like, well, no, let me tell you why I have taste. Okay. So happily ever after. Here's the thing. I saw Wishes once growing up and I know a lot of people like Wishes was the castle show for so many mm-hmm. years for so many people and so many people have so many memories attached to it. And I think through the lens of nostalgia, that is why people think it is better. But let me let me raise you one. Okay. Happily Ever After really kind of reinvented the castle show because that's when we really saw we saw the beginning of like projection mapping with um, the Magic Memories and You, um, which was like yes. the show that would play before Wishes did. Yes. But this really like went deep into like castle projections and stuff and like doing stuff with that. And a lot of people like to say that Wishes is more about fireworks and Happily Ever After is more about projections. Well, I think Happily Ever After has some incredible fireworks that go with it as well um, mm-hmm. that sometimes we miss if you are just like right in front of the castle and you're watching the projections, you're going to miss some of the fireworks that they have because they have that giant lotus blossom firework that happens during the Mulan segment. Um, they have oh. fireworks in the shape of blocks during this Toy Story segment, fireworks in the shape of bells for the Notre Dame, fireworks in the shape of the Heart of Tefiti for the Moana segment. And people miss those. They don't know they're happening because they're too busy on the yeah. projections. And they do a lot of incorporating projections with the fireworks. Like Mulan sh- shoots that rocket off and it like comes out of like behind the castle. Yes. And I think like the way that they incorporate those two things together, I think are incredible. And I also, I, I personally really love the soundtrack to Happily Ever After. That I can agree with. It's great music. I think it's really good. Um, and I think they do some really cool things. Like some of my favorite parts include like the part where the stained glass castle happens and they like are like filling in all the different characters on the castle and like this giant stained glass mosaic. Oh. And I love the red, gold, and blue. I think that is such a cool color scheme for the castle. I just, I think they do some like really inventive things there. Now I will say, I will give wishes this. Wishes has some bopping exit music. Um, it is so <laughs> 90s. 
It is so <laughs> unbelievably no, 90s, but I think it is so good. And I think Wishes definitely has that on Happily Ever After, even though my husband, Jordan Fisher, love him. He's one of the voices <laughs> in the soundtrack. Wishes had some bopping exit music. And I, the other thing, too, with Happily Ever After is I like the idea of them, like, you reach out and find your Happily Ever After. It's the lesson it's trying to teach there is, like, you know... You have what it takes within you. You just have to look inside yourself and you have what it takes to reach whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And Wishes also had a really good message in terms of like, you know, believing in magic is so important. Like, but I just think there's a little bit more that Happily Ever After brings to the table. And this is also coming once again from someone who only saw Wishes one time, didn't grow up going to the parks, um, which I think is where the difference really comes in. Because I know a lot of people who grew up with Wishes like it more. There there is my... um, there's why. There's why I think so. I like that. And I like, too, when you do have controversial opinions or just different opinions than everybody else, you explain in right. detail why. Which me, I'm I'm a very open-minded person, and I love hearing why someone thinks the way they do, right. whether it be Disney or anything else. Like, I want to know why. And I think that is a very good reason. I am the opposite of you. I have mm-hmm. only seen Happily Ever After once. Okay, yeah. And I grew up with wishes. Yep, and that'll I do will it. Say, Happily ever after that Notre Dame part, I was crying and I didn't know why. I'm just like, <laughs> right. right. And it was beautiful. And I only saw it once. I think I think there's a sentimental attachment to wishes. I think yes. that's why I mm-hmm. might like it more. But I'm I don't I don't want to say I like one or the other more. I just yeah. think that wishes was such a strong show. Right. People have sentimental attachment that they're it's kind of, you know, Disney fans, we're not good with change. We're we aren't. With- that's the, I was gonna say the other thing about that is we have a lot of opinions when things change at the Disney parks <laughs> aka right now all of the controversy of um harmonious at the moment which oh it's so ugly the barges are so ugly however comma I have been a harmonious stand since they announced that they were doing it yes so I'm real. I've hyped this up to myself so much this show mm-hmm. better be it okay because yes. it, we have to live with those sitting in the lagoon like that and it's not a good show oh. I don't know what I'm gonna do it's like they spent all that time and money, and if it's not amazing, and, and not even amazing, it has to be the best show at Epcot they've no, ever had. No, it does. It has to be at Illuminations. They've got a tall order to fill. Now, they get points for me already because Hercules is included, and I, that's my favorite yes. Disney movie. They get points for me. However, comma, they better turn it out. Yes. I wish they could submerge the barges like they do for mm-hmm. World of Color in Disney California Adventure. Because you don't see them out the day. The only time you see them during the day is if they're working on them during the day for maintenance right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's so great. And then it comes up and it's all beautiful. Like, But those those things are beasts. Like, first there was one and then it just multiplied. Oh, my God. Now there's five? I was like, <laughs> what five. is going on? Um, Like, what is this? They're gross in the lagoon. They're gross. Actually, you know what? I want you to share one more unpopular opinion that I've seen of yours on your TikToks and Instagrams that I actually agree with. I, the one that you have about Animal Kingdom. Oh, my God. I was going to say. I was like, is it the Animal Kingdom one? Because Yes. Because I think we had a long conversation. I'm like, yo, I agree with you. Like, I think we but... did because it is it is really really an unpopular opinion yes <laughs> so everyone at everyone has their favorite attraction at animal kingdom and most people go for flight of passage um a lot of people like love that one however mm-hmm. comma my in my opinion <laughs> i think dinosaur is a better attraction than flight of passage yes. um and ted talk tell us why yes ted talk here's my ted talk here it is but basically first of all flight of passage what i learned on tiktok is there's a lot of people who can't ride flight of passage because it's like one of those things in front of a screen and motion sickness is like 
triggered. Oh, thousand percent. Um, mm-hmm. And it's uh, some people also have told me that it's not totally handicap accessible. So that's also like its own thing. Oh, um, yeah. And they can't write it for certain reasons because of that. But it kind of Flight of Passage, I think, is great. Do not get me wrong. I think Flight of Passage is a great attraction. But it is going down that route that I think Universal kind of has a problem with, um, mm-hmm. with rides in front of screens. screens. And yep. I think that is. Like, I think it's cool, but I also kind of think it's kind of a cheat way out. I do. Whereas Dinosaur, as insane as that ride is, and people don't like it because of how scary it is or how much it jerks you around, all audio animatronics, the entire, it's very immersive. It's very, you're like, you're in, you're in there, like, with the dinosaurs, and they're, like, moving around you, and you've got one that, like, runs after you. Um, Yes. And it's all, like. it's not little animatronics. It's huge. No, they're ginormous animatronics, Um, especially (laughs) that Carnotaurus. Like, come on. Also, I think everyone should know that I have this unexplainable love for Dr. Grant yes. Seeger, um, which kind of provides some bias there. Um, I'm a little biased towards him. He's definitely a lot better than the guy in Pandora, the Flight of Passage. Oh my God, show. no, please don't bring him up. I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like him. It's like, is this his first day just thrown into this? Right. Like, what's going on? Someone get somebody else. Right, no, it's rough. He, I don't know what it is about him. He's just not the way he's confident. Just like, um, um, Oops. sir, no, 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 no. You've got him. You listen here. Just take it this way. Would you rather have the pre-show with Felicia Rashad and Dr. Mm-hmm. Grant Seeker, like iconic duo, or Homebro the intern and Walmart Sigourney Weaver? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like. What are you going to choose? <laughs> Walmart Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> like, come on. Come on. Oh, my gosh. Jeremy, you are hilarious. Thank you. Oh, please come back anytime. No, absolutely. Oh I'd love to. That's really, that's how I chalk it up to you. So, like, you take your pick. I'm freaking dead. I mean, I'm come dead. On that note, <laughs> let's get into your magical moment okay. because this is we are we could I feel like we could make a whole episode just on unpopular opinions. I think we could because I have a lot of them <laughs> and I'm not afraid to talk about them. So now, Jeremy, I'll let you take it away and share your magic. Hi, everyone. I'm Jeremy the T, and this is the time that I went viral on TikTok, and you're listening to Just Some Magic. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All right. So, everyone, so this is so a little background and context. So, this was for Dapper Day. I've lived here in Orlando for the past three years, and this somehow was my first time ever attending Dapper Day, even though my closet has been begging for Dapper Day since I like was in high school. So, You've been going to Dapper Day every day you're at the park. Literally, like... every day for me is Dapper Day. So finally getting to go to the actual event, I was beyond excited. And me and my friend, um, we like tried like a month out in advance to make sure that we could get the park reservations because park reservations are really something when you have an event mm-hmm. you want to go to and especially that everyone else is going to be at. Um, but we got the ones for Magic Kingdom and I was very excited. Um, so I started trying to figure out, like I knew I had to go above and beyond anything that I'd ever done um, because I do a lot of like dapper things. I knew I needed, this needed to be like the moment. This outfit needed yes. to be the moment in this park. The showstopper. And, right. 
And so as I was coming up with ideas, um, I thought about my dad's favorite Disney movie and favorite Disney character is Mary Poppins. And I thought about her jolly holiday outfit. It is very dapper. Um, And I was like, what can I do with this outfit to make it really me and also kind of just like stand out, you know? So I came up with this sketch like really quick and it involved like me wearing like this little top hat um, and I had a corset and like a kimono. Like there was a lot going into it. And I was like, all right, here we go. So I spent more money than I should have on Amazon and at Joann's getting things (laughs) for it, but we're not going to talk about that. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It It was worth it. It it was worth it. It did pay off in the end. So um, I ordered a bunch of stuff off Amazon and then like everything came in a couple days before Dapper Day and me and my friends, we had formed a little group who were all going to go together that day. Um, so I remember when everything came in, I was trying everything on for anyone who has ever worn a corset <laughs> ever in their life. How do y'all breathe? Um, <laughs> and the corset trend is coming back because of Bridgerton. Right. It was like, oh, why did this trend die? Right. Because we can't breathe. <laughs> no one can breathe. Um, so I, I remember having to wear the corset um, a little bit the day before so I could like get used to breathing in it and kind of could like break it in, in so- of sorts. So really, really a moment. But I remember like sit- staying up that night until like 2 a.m., like putting bows on things that didn't need bows, but I was going to put bows on anyway. <laughs> Um, and just making sure everything was together. And then, like, I woke up. What time did we get up that morning? I was up at, like, 6.30 getting ready um, oh, for Dapper Day. Yeah, I was I was so excited. But I also knew that I'm one of those people who takes forever to get ready because my outfits mm-hmm. are so elaborate. I was like, we need to be up. We need to, like, get ready. So I was up ready to go. And then we wanted to be there at Rope Drop. So we left here around 7. And we, like, made our way down to the park or whatever. Um, I did not wear my corset in the car. was not going to do that to myself. Um, yeah, you're like, I can't bend into no, the car. literally. So... <laughs> We got to the we got to the parking lot. Our friend got there before us, and she goes, "I haven't really seen anybody dressed up yet." And I was like, "Oh no, this is oh, be a no. problem because here I am <laughs> in this outfit, and they're gonna kick me out of the park because like I don't know." So we get there. We're in the parking lot. My friends are like fixing their things before we walk, and I'm sitting there putting a corset on. And let me tell you, some of the families who were on vacation who were walking by, <laughs> seeing me attempting to put a corset on was really a moment for them. It, there was something charming about like getting ready in the parking lot um, at Magic King because you know like it's a mm-hmm. trek to get to Magic. Oh, it is. It's like you can get to Magic Kingdom like you can say, "Oh, let's meet at Magic Kingdom at ten thirty. Right. You need to get in the parking lot by ten. Literally, it is. And then there's no trams, and then right. you got to take the monorail or boat over, right. and then you got to walk to wherever you're meeting. It's crazy. Yeah. So um, back to the family in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things about Dapper Day is the people that are just there for a regular park day, right. and, and they have, have no, no idea, idea what's going on. Going on. <laughs> Everybody's dressed up all crazy. Right. And they're like, "What is happening?" Right. Like, <laughs> and they have no idea what's happening. I just that's so funny to me because like I could see the look on some of the kids' faces, and they were like, "What is he doing?" And I'm just like. <laughs> Don't mind me, children. I'm just trying to be ready. <laughs> that was really an experience. But I remember us like going up and like walking past some of the cast members, and they were like, "Oh my god, you guys look so amazing!" And um, just seeing other people who were dressed up, I saw some really incredible outfits just going through security. Um, I was like, "We're really so like one family. They did like a Marvel theme thing, and the dad had this suit, like it was a, like a full suit, but it had the print of Iron Man suit on it." So cool. And then uh, the the mom was Captain America and they had a tiny little Spider-Man running around with them. And oh. it was so, I was like, this is so pure. I was like, this is it. This is going to be my favorite day ever. Um, oh I remember us getting on the monorail and this cast member stopped me. She goes, you win. You win Dapper Day. This outfit, <gasps> this is it. And I was like, oh, thank you. That's so sweet. And so like, 
it was just really cool getting to interact with, even before we had gotten to the park, getting to interact with people and just seeing like what everyone did. The, my, one of my favorite things about Dapper Day, and you, it sounds like you experienced this too, is you don't know these people at all, but if you both are dressed to the nines, you're like, you have this like natural friendship with this person. Absolutely. And the thing is like, you just kind of get each other just without even having spoken, just like looking at each other and like seeing that you're both dressed up. You get it. Like you just, you understand. Yes. And it was so cool getting to have that experience because I come to the parks dressed up all the time. And like, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm more dressed up than everyone else in the park. And everyone's like, what, what is he doing? Um, yes. So like being in my element was really something, but I remember like walking into magic um, that day. And the first thing that happened was all the princesses came by. Um, they like walked by us. And them just, like, interacting with me. Um, Merida, like, knew who I was. She was like, oh, my God, Mary. And I was like, ah. And Rapunzel yes. was so cute. Oh, my God. that she, Rapunzel is so adorable. And it was just so, like, cute getting to interact with them. And then just kind of walking up Main Street and seeing everyone all dressed up in the hub. And I was like, this is really, this is really something. Um, and we even watched a proposal happen in front of the castle. <gasps> like, that was one of the first things that happened. I was like, this is, this is it. This is my favorite day. But when I got to the park, I was missing one very crucial thing. I was going to purchase a parasol from the parasol cart um, in Liberty Square because obviously Mary needs her umbrella. thousand percent. However, the stand didn't open until 10 a.m. So here I am just walking around the park without an umbrella, which is fine. So we hit up a few rides. We took some pictures from my friends because they wanted to take pictures in their like respective areas. Going back to the parasol, how was the weather that day? Because, you know, in Florida now it's getting a little hotter. She was roasting and toasting. I was like, <laughs> mind you, it was only like 9.30 at this point, And I was already oh, sweating. No. I was like, this is a problem. I was like, we need You're new like, pictures. I need an umbrella for shade. I was like, I need the umbrella for shade. We need new pictures before I sweat through my entire outfit. Because we're going to have a problem here in a second. <laughs> and then with the corset too being tight. Like, that's just essentially like a oh, waist we'll, trainer. We'll get your... to the corset <laughs> and what happened with that. We'll get to her. Because she really had it out for me. Yeah, there was a lot. And the thing... The thing about that too, not only was that my first time wearing a corset, I also decided that was going to be the day that I broke in this brand new pair of dress shoes that I had just ordered off oh, Amazon. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! 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 So many bad, <laughs> so many bad decisions were made at once. But it's fine. Whatever. You know, beauty is pain and a copious amount of sweat. It's like is what I like to say. <laughs> so you know, you do what you got to do. But when I finally did get the parasol, it was like perfect. It like went with everything. And I made sure I wanted to watch more of the cavalcades just to see like what everyone thought and I, the reactions that I got from the cavalcades. I was like bewildered because like Tinkerbell was like super. Um, one Yay. of the parade, some of the parade performers were also like one of them. He was like, "Have a jolly holiday," and I was like, "Oh my god!" For those that don't know, these cavalcades are happening. They're in replacement of character meet and greets, so they'll mm-hmm. just come by completely randomly yeah they do you'll hear the music and all of a sudden here it is okay are you like me and you hear the music and you just run to the nearest parade route yes i'm like like, everyone every like everyone stop what you're doing everyone stop what you're doing i know who's coming i know who it is by the music move um no i'm 100 percent that person it happens so randomly so you're just like ah stop everything go there was one time we were sitting on the hub grass and the fantasy land friends like cavalcade music popped up and i've never jumped up so quick to run (laughs) because it kind of has the same energy as like when festival fantasy like was happening which is the parade that would happen in magic kingdom you would hear the beginning of the hear ye hear ye i'm up and i'm at the parade route like that's it (laughs) <laughs> so same energy for the cavalcades. It's like getting to be there front and center and like having all like the characters interact with me and even some of the other cast member like performers. There was this one girl, she was in the middle of the party up choreo and she like screamed at me, you look fantastic. 
Um, and she's like in the middle of a turn. So she's like still doing the core. And I thought it was just so pure. Oh my gosh. It just makes it that much more right. energetic. <laughs> right. And it was so, and then one of the other performers I remember who was like right behind Panchito, like saw me and like pointed for Panchito to look at me. Oh. Um, and Panchito like bowed. It was so, it was, it was immaculate. It was so cute. Oh. Uh, what some of the other, there were some other really good character interactions. Mickey, he yes. like saw and he liked, it. and then Daisy did the little like snap, and everyone was like, "This is okay." <laughs> You're just like living this up. Like, how did this make you feel? Like- I have never had a better day at the Magic Kingdom than I did that day. <laughs> but that is a Dapper Day is my favorite holiday now. If anyone was wondering, um, it really. Because there's no feeling quite like it. I don't even know really quite know how to describe it. Um, mm-hmm. But the energy is just so incredible. All these people are dressed up. Everyone is complimenting each other. Everyone is asking each other for pictures of their outfits. I took pe- yes. pictures with people I'd never met before. The thing about that too is I got to meet so many people that I've been interacting with on Instagram oh. for like months. Um, but and you can finally put faces to Instagram names. Right. And so like finally getting to meet something that I'd known on Instagram and TikTok, like finally getting to meet these people in person was so special. Because, like, the thing about it, too, is, like, because of COVID, everyone has been so, like, trapped, like, wherever they're at. Um, and people haven't mm-hmm. been able to make those trips. So finally having a day where all of us are just there at the same time, incredible. Incredible. And then you look good. You feel good. Right. It definitely plays into that holiday for sure. And it definitely, it was so great. Um, so, like, the characters are great. Cast members are great. Meeting all of my Instagram friends and taking pictures with them was great. There was one moment where we wanted to like get a snack because it was hot. Dehydration was real. I was like, okay, I need a Dole Whip. Let's go do that. So we go over to get like the citrus swirl thing that they have over there. And we're standing there. And one of the like the lead coordinators like comes out um, as we're like ordering. And she goes, I just want to tell you guys, you both look so incredible. Like you guys really put in a lot with these outfits. And she told the cashier, she's like, don't charge them. This is on me. And I was like, are you kidding? I was literally, I was so, I like, I, I didn't have the words. I was like, this is like so kind of you. And she was like, you know what? No, you deserve it. You put so much into this. And it really just makes all of us cast members so happy to see people like who really like love this. And I was like, this is, y'all gonna make me cry up in this park on this day. Um, So like, that was fun. But so the real team, me being dressed as Mary Poppins, there is one cavalcade where Mary Poppins is on. And I didn't know what time it was coming out. And I was like, yeah. what are we going to do? Um, so we were walking by and I was actually interacting with Chip and Dale. And one of the people who was like with them, who underneath them, because they're on the balcony near Country Bear Jamboree, walks over and she goes, I didn't want to be weird because all my like coworkers and I are staring at you, but we love your outfits so much. And I was like, <gasps> oh my God, thank you. And I was like, oh. I have a question for you. Do you have any like idea if like Mary is coming out today? And she's like, I do believe she's in the park let me go check to see like what I can like help you with. And I was like, Oh yes. Okay. So then she comes back out and she's like 1235 be out here on the parade route. Mary will be looking for you. And I was like, here we go. Oh my gosh. I was like, this is it. So first the princess cavalcade came again for a second time. had come by. Um, and Rapunzel saw me. She goes, Oh my God, you have an umbrella now and you look fantastic. And Merida was like, Merida was so funny. She goes, uh, it's Mary Poppins again. Come nanny my brothers. They need it. Yes. I, that was probably my favorite interaction out of all of those. That was like, such that a was clever. Pretty- <laughs> that was so like, come on, Merida. Like, but it was so cool getting to like, interact with them. I think you should have asked Merida. It'd be like, are your brothers in human form or bear form? Because that totally changes everything. Oh, that would have been, that would have been so good. But I was just so overwhelmed by like everything. I was just like, oh my oh. God. 
it was really a moment. And then I heard the I heard the music start, and I was like, "Mary Poppins is coming, everyone, everyone, it's happening." Um, they came by, and then Alice and Peter complimented my outfit, and then Mary turns and looks at me, and she goes, "Oh my goodness, I've heard all about you. I was told to keep my eye out for you." She was like, "You look fabulous." I was like, "This is, oh my god." <laughs> And she was being so, she was just like, she was like shouting at me because like, you know, like we're apart or whatever. And she's like saying all these nice things about me. She's like, I need to go find my parasol. Like, so I'm not left out. And Aladdin um, said that my outfit was practically perfect. And I was like, this is really, this is, yeah, I was like, this is really it for me. This is the peak of me like being in this park today. You're like, I am deceased. I am done right right here. I am posting from the grave. Right. So like, here it is. This is where I end. Mary gave me a little curtsy and Aladdin bowed to me. And I was like, this is it. And everyone, no one talked to me for the rest of the day. Like, it was so like such a moment. It was really so special. Like I said, character interactions were really something. And I recorded everything because so I'm one of those people who, when I go to Disney, I record and take pictures of everything. And it's really yes. a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so I have docu- I've been documenting everything all day long. And we took, so after we finished up at Magic Kingdom and I got to see people and took pictures of people and like had all of that, we decided to go over to Epcot for a little bit because I wanted to go see Mary over at Epcot too because she were meets in the UK pavilion. So we get in the car, right? And I've already sweat so much. I take the corset off for the drive over and I look and I'm like, oh no, the corset being brand new and bright red <gasps> on white, a white outfit, mind you. You can imagine what I saw underneath when I took the corset. Oh no. Pink everywhere, everywhere. I was like this, oh no. I was like, I can't even go into this park without the corset on now because it is all pink underneath. Yeah, the dye bled into my outfit underneath that was I was like this is super fun and quirky like this is really this is really fun (laughs) so we made the drive over to Epcot and like I put the corset back on and like we do that or whatever and that was also super fun getting to interact with cast members there and people who were like just who happened to be over there and just kind of walking around except there were less people who knew Dapper Day was happening over there than there were at Magic Kingdom because Epcot's Dapper Day was the next day Ah, um, gotcha. So a lot of there were a lot more people who were confused as to like what is going on over there, what is he doing? <laughs> but like it was cool. Like some people were like, "Oh my god, you look incredible! Can we take pictures of you?" Gotta gotta gotta. It was just it was really a moment. So that was that was what it was. But then I got to see Mary at Epcot um, in the UK Pavilion, and we had a little conversation. And she was telling oh. me that if I saw Bert, he'd probably invite me into one of his chalk drawings. And there's like this cafe that I needed to go to with the penguins to get the raspberry sorbet. And then when I was taking photos, like in the UK, she walks by because she's like going and she goes, now don't let your parasol carry you away. And I was like, this is my favorite day. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's such a clever thing for her to say. Right. So really, so every interaction that I had that day was so good and the day was great. And I went home feeling so good and in so much pain because wow, the shoes and the corset really took a toll on me. So I got home, showered and I did not get out of bed. I was, that was it. That was it for me. That was it for Dapper Day. (laughs) But that was really just the beginning because then I decided I was going to post all my Dapper Day stuff the next day. Right. Cause I Mm -hmm. was like, I, there was no way I was going to edit everything in time. It just wasn't going to happen. So I did my pictures, but I posted my TikTok first. And I was like, I have so many like videos of all the characters talking to me. What if I put them all together? Like what would happen? A little montage video. Right. Yes. So that's exactly what I did. 
and I posted it. And at first it was just, like, it was doing, everyone was really kind in the comments and they're like, oh my God, this made me cry. This is so pure. Oh my gosh, this is so like everything. And I was like, oh, okay, people like this. And so I was like, this is cool. And I forgot what I was doing that day, but I had checked, I had posted it around, when did I post it? I posted it at 1130. That's my posting time on TikTok, by the way. It's like my lucky time is what I call it. Oh. Um, I posted it at 1130 AM and I returned back at like five just to see what had gone on. And my notifications were overloaded. I was like, what is going on? The video was at 700,000 views. I was like, what is happening? I was like, Whoa. I was like, what is going on? Um, and so many, and, um, I, I forgot to mention, I'll backtrack a little bit. Um, after I posted the video, like 15 minutes afterwards, I found out that Trisha Paytas commented on the video, which was wild. I was like, what in the world is going on? I was like, why was this on your For You page? But yeah, she commented. She was one of the first people to comment. And then there were some other people, some other like famous, like verified people. I remember Tess Holiday. She's a model. She became, we became mutuals on TikTok and she's super sweet. This this actor, have you seen Wizards of Waverly Place? Yes. So for the guy who played Mr. Larry Tate, he's on TikTok and him and I became mutuals on TikTok too because of it. Because oh. he commented and he was like, Oh, Disney, Disney love you, loves this. And by Disney, I also mean me. And I was like, I'm sorry. Did I just get noticed by you? And he's like, um, that's a weird word for follow. Howdy. And I was like, I can't oh do this. My <laughs> I was like, I cannot do this today. So like getting to interact with people like way, way beyond me was really something. Um, and I remember Urban Decay Cosmetics commented on that video. Um, it, was, there was, it was a lot. I was like, this is, this is a lot. So I remember going to bed that night and waking up the next morning to it being at 2 million views. And my notifications, my notifications were like crazy. And the thing about it too, is I had just hit 100K mm-hmm. on TikTok not that long ago, um, like like days prior to this happening. And I woke up and I was already at 150. I was like, what is happening? I was like, what is going on? And it was, it all happened so, so fast because like the video was still going up. People were sharing it. It had made it to Twitter. It had made it to like mainstream TikTok, mainstream Instagram. Um, I had several media conglomerates contact me on Instagram um, if oh they could like goodness. use it in compilations. You know those videos on TikTok, on, on not on TikTok, on Instagram? Well, it'll have that like black text above it, but it'll be like all white around the video. It ended up on one of those. I was like, how did we get here? The video was going everywhere. And I was like, this is crazy. So then um, that morning, a reporter from Newsweek DM'd me on Instagram and said, hey, we would love to run a piece on this. And I was like, Oh my God. However, I'd been so chaotically busy that day. Other things that I didn't get a chance to get back to her in time. And I get a DM from one of my high school teachers saying that I was on the news. And I was like, excuse me. And she sent me the Newsweek article. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I was like, I didn't even get a chance to like get back to her. But there I was, an article all about me on TikTok. And she's like, yeah, one of the other teachers from here saw it. And she's been like spreading around the entire school. I was like, this is, this is insane. This is crazy. Like, what is going on? So I finally got back to the reporter and she updated the article with like the things that I wanted to say about like Disney bounding and like the outfit and like whatever. whatever. And I was like, I think I just went viral. <laughs> like, yes, I just had, I had percent you did. <laughs> I had to sit there with it. And I was like, I think I just went viral. And it was crazy because... Someone commented like a Reddit post about me. Like there was a whole Reddit thread that people were talking about that outfit. I was on Twitter and there were hundreds of comments on Twitter about it. I was like, this is, nothing could have prepared me for that having been where that was going to go. 
you're probably thinking like, oh, just a simple little innocent video with characters. Right. I was like, like this is going to be a cute no little character deal. interaction. But what I didn't realize, and this is the thing about us living like in the Disney headspace all the time, is that there are a lot of people who don't, right? There's a lot of people who aren't like huge into Disney like we are. But there were people who were like, wow, like this place is a lot more pure than I was expecting. Or like, this was so wholesome. And I got a lot of comments saying like, there's so many bad things happening in the world right now, but this like gave me some joy today. And I was like, this is really, this is like, this is, this is so, this is, this is everything I wanted is like to make other people happy. Um, and so I'm just glad that video did that with so many people. As of right now, it is currently sitting at 4.6 million views. Oh my goodness. And I honestly couldn't even tell you. Like, it's been crazy. I'm at 190,000 followers on TikTok as of this moment. Oh my gosh. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Literally, the turnaround time on that has been crazy because I was sitting at 70, 70K for months, months at a time. Um, and like I said, I just hit 100K like days prior. And here I am almost doubling that in the span of three days. I was like, this is, this is insane. That was the time that I went viral on TikTok for my Mary Poppins Dapper Day outfit. Oh, it was incredible. And you guys should definitely go watch the video. I'll have the link to it in the show notes, Jeremy's TikTok and all of his other places. You totally deserved it. And like, you know, all the pain and suffering and, you know, (laughs) spending too much money, it all was worth it. And again, it just, I love to that, that story, like, you know, people always say, oh, Disney's just for kids. Right. People, adults can still enjoy it too. And I love that you shed a light on that as well. Right. So. I'm glad other people could kind of like get it. Cause there's a lot of people, another thing living in the Disney headspace, there's a lot of people who've never been and who don't know if they're ever going to get to go. Um, so getting to like share that piece of the park with everybody and them have like a moment with it. That was really special to me. I love your story so much. And thank you so much for sharing your magical moment. Thank you. Where, of course. Where can people find you if they wanted to follow you? So I am Jeremy the T on TikTok and Instagram. I also have a Twitter, but I'm not on there very frequently. So like, if you want to see what I'm doing at any given moment, TikTok and Instagram are your best bets. Over on TikTok, I do a lot of Disney bounding themed videos. Um, and I've started doing a lot more of those character compilations. So if you want to see how the characters interact with me at Disney... TikTok is where you're going to want to go. As a matter of fact, there's some really special ones in there. There's, um, for those of you who don't follow me now, um, Peter Pan at Disney World knows me by name. So that's super <gasps> fun. He calls me by my first name oh. whenever he sees me. So oh my gosh. you can go check out some stuff about that. Turns you into a five-year-old instantly. Right. The thing about that too is the last time I saw him, he was like, you have this thing about dressing up as grown-ups, Jeremy. He's like, as fairy godmother, Mary Poppins, and now the shadow man. Oh. Maybe next time you should try somebody not so grown-up. And everyone in my comments was like, if you don't go dressed as Peter Pan next time. And I was like, oh boy. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to have to I go dress that. as Peter oh. so Peter can see me. Um, but yeah, tons of those over there. And then on Instagram, I do a lot of like pictures of my outfits and a lot of edits. Mm-hmm. Lots of edits. Just crazy Disney things that you don't think really go together. Um, like I said earlier, the content that nobody asked for. But that so. everybody wanted. Right. It so <laughs> there's a, Yeah, so there's just a lot over there. But definitely a lot of magic, a lot of creativity, and we have a lot of fun. Jeremy, you have been a terrific guest. I've had so much fun talking uh-huh. to you. Thank you. It's thank been so much fun. You. Thank you for taking the time to come on the show. It means the world to me. Of and- course. You're great. Again, you guys need to go follow Jeremy. He's phenomenal. And I hope you guys enjoyed his story. But Jeremy, thank you again for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you guys enjoyed this hilarious interview with Jeremy. He was such a delight to have on. So thank you again, Jeremy, for coming on the show. 
If you guys liked this interview in the show, please help us out by going to Apple Podcasts to leave a review and leave us a five-star rating. It truly helps this podcast out and new people discover us. Again, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe. And again, if you have a magical moment that you would like to be right on the show, please go to justamagic.com and click on the share your magic button. I can't wait to read all of your stories, but until next time, bye. Bye.